Maddie Mills and I'm Lauren and this is the Weekend Roundup. Welcome back to the Weekend Roundup everybody. This is a very exciting episode for us today. Happy Sunday first off. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute and we're super excited we have a big guest today. Lexi was probably one of my favorite guests so far. She she can tell a fucking story. <laughs> yeah, she can talk. She That was like a crazy episode. She was really going on. Um, we barely talk in it. Yeah. Like, honestly, I was just <laughs> so like hanging on every single word she said. I was so interested in everything she was talking about. No, it's a vibe for sure. Basically, so we had Lexi Upshaw on. Um, I guess this is the intro. We kind of have to say yeah. who we had on, Lexi Upshaw. Um, she went to high school with me mm-hmm. and she was really good friends with my brother. And now she's like, a high fashion model mm-hmm. living in Paris, like doing all these cool things, which I won't get into now. Cause you have to follow her on Instagram. Yeah, follow her Insta. Love it's the so aesthetic, cool. Love the vibe. Her just her stories. Her just gallivanting around Europe, being like yep. hot and cool, <laughs> like my absolute cool dream. Yeah, when I was in Europe, gallivanting <laughs> around, I was temperature hot and lost and scared. And so not cool. So. And not cool. So she's definitely doing better than I am. Yeah. No. Um. But great app. Super excited for everyone to hear it. She talks a lot about, um, like, breaking up with her ex and her Mm. ex-boyfriend and, like, that whole experience and him cheating on her. And it's, honestly, I think if you're going through anything similar right now, like, where Mm. your relationship is, like, kind of dying or it's, like, rocky, I think you'll really appreciate um, what she she has to say. Yeah. This might be a part one and a part two, but you will eventually hear that part for sure. (laughs) We're, like, at some point. I don't know. We don't know what's going on. (laughs) I'm leaving for the airport in, like, a couple hours. There's We're we're chaos. There's a lot going on right now, but... We're just excited you get to hear the episode. Yeah, Yeah. and we hope you enjoy. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Enjoy the episode. We are here with our very special guest, Lexi, who is joining us from Paris. I think you said you're in now. Yeah, currently in Paris. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. Thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited. Yeah, seriously. I'm literally, like... So Lexi's one of my brother's really good friends from high school, and I've always been, like, obsessed with Lexi. Like, I wanted to be Lexi when I grew up, so now I'm just, like, so excited. She's on our show. <laughs> yes! No, I wanted to when I grew up, but kind of opposite, I guess, because you're younger than me, We're but like, still. Uh, so. Lexi, don't say that to me. My ego will literally blow up. Look at you guys with your mutual like my friend, friend crushes. crushes. Yes. <laughs> no, actually... So, Lexi, tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to know about your your modeling career because that just, I mean, it, it, it adds cool points to us yeah. to have somebody as cool as you on our show. A little show. credibility. Yeah. Tell, so talk to us about modeling and how you got into it. Go a bit too much, but okay. Um, I basically started modeling um, out of school. Um my mom randomly one day was like, Lexi, you know, I feel like you could do this modeling thing. And I saw this ad on Kijiji, super sketchy, super random, <laughs> uh, at this hotel downtown. I don't even remember the name of the hotel at this point. And I was kind of like, Mom, you have to tell me I'm pretty. You're my mom, you know? And she was like, I would not build you up like this to just like destroy your dreams. So I'm like, okay, why not? So I go to this um, audition. And I get there and it's this team and they say they're from Toronto. And like, this is something as well. If anyone is like watching this, trying to get into modeling, do not take, like let anyone take your money because this is the mistake I made. And they basically were like, Oh, we love you, but you're super green. We need to do a photo shoot with you. It's going to cost $3,000. So my mom and I were like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, we don't know anything about the industry. We're like, sure. And my mom's like, I will do this. Like I'll help you pay for it. Of course. So I do the photo shoot and it was, it was really, really bad in this hotel. Um, so at the end of this photo shoot, they ended up like sending me all of these cards and books like portfolio books, which they like, you can kind of see my roommates here in this frame. It's like just these little like modeling cards you pass out at castings. Um, so they sent all of this. It seemed super legit. And then after months of not hearing from them, Atlantic fashion, Week came to Nova Scotia and it was like the only thing we have, as you know, now the fashion industry is getting a little bit better, but there's not much going on. So they didn't say anything to me about it. So my mom emailed them and just said, you know, why didn't you tell Lexi about this? And they responded back with, yeah, Crystal should totally do this show. So like, they didn't even know my name. Like they were just going off of my mom. Email, That's basically. so bad. That's so bad. Yeah. Crystal. So we're like $3,000 down the train. Like what the hell? Seriously. So, um, actually happened to be a casting for um an agency that's now doesn't exist anymore but it was called scout development agency 
and they did a, actually Jake drove me to this. Your Maddie's brother drove no me to way. this. No way. That's crazy. No this. way. Jake having an imperative not, role. <laughs> he ha- he has in my whole career actually to be honest with you. He's always been there. Like for my first big show that I ever walked in Halifax, like not the Atlantic Fashion Week. He wasn't there for this. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so he takes me Jake Later. takes me to this um audition for this scout development agency. They take all of my measurements. They're like we really like you. Um, and then they're like, you really need to do Atlantic Fashion Week. So I go on Facebook and I message them and I'm like, what can I do to be in the show? And there was 85 different designers or something crazy like that. Um, and they're like, you need to message the designers individually and ask if anyone's like, wants somebody new. And I was like, okay. So I messaged every single designer and basically was like, do you need anyone? Like, do you want someone in your show? You know, and everyone said no. So I was like, super discouraged. Like, okay, like not for me. This is the end. And then the day of the show, um, a local designer named Anthony Elsid messaged me super last minute and was like, I have this dress. I made it too small. Come try it on. Tried it on. It fit perfectly. I walked in the show and Scout Development Agency was at the show and they saw me and they're like, listen, we really want to sign you. Let's get you out of your scam contract. So they, they got me out of, they got their lawyers, got me out of my scam contract. I worked with them for a couple of years and did like walking workshops and like posing workshops. And then they sent me to Toronto um to meet with agencies there where I ended up signing with Elite which is my mother modeling agency um and then they were the ones that pushed me forward so they pushed me to Australia which was my first on stay which was incredible and then they pushed me to Paris and then London and Germany and etc etc um and yeah that's really what got the ball like to start rolling I guess um and get out of Halifax no that's awesome that's so cool no Atlantic Fashion Week is so cool and such a cool event and I feel like no one ever like I'm I just never gonna really say, hear about it. I'm not from Halifax, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, it's like a really cool event, and I think you were in the newspaper when that happened. Am I right? Like you were. There's yeah. a picture of you, and me and my mom were like going crazy. We were like, "Oh my God, Lex is in the newspaper!" <laughs> Later, like you're on like the cover of like magazines and stuff. We start freaking out, but yeah, no, that's crazy. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, no, it was definitely it's a real experience, especially like as you know, coming from Halifax, it was just kind of like. You know, just that, like, newspaper clipping for me as well was just, like, the most surreal thing. It was so, like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Like, I and I was, you know, in school, I was never that girl. Like, I was never that, like, super popular pretty girl in school, you know? Look at my ears. Like, I was always, like, made fun of my ears. I was always, like, the skinny, tall girl that, like, no one really wanted to. Like, I wasn't that girl. So to go from that to, you know, someone saying, like, we want to give you a job because of the way that you look, it was, like, a, a lot kind of to take Mm. in and a lot to get used to because the first few shoots that I would do in Toronto um I just felt so insecure so like everything that I would do every movement I would make I would be second guessing like does this look good on camera like is this how I should be looking is this how I should be presenting myself um and eventually like this kind of wall gets broken down where you have to have this not a lot of models have a hard time with this I think but you have to just realize you know the team is gonna try to make you look the best as you possibly can and you need to be able to move and get into it a little bit more so when I went to Australia um for the first time that was my first big kind of like away from home trip obviously um and I went there for about three months um and it was like a crazy experience, you know, like Nova Scotia girl, a Canadian girl getting taken out of her environment, going to Australia, seeing like some like huge spiders and like massive <laughs> snakes. And everything. Like they, they are definitely over there. Like the rumors are true. So um, not everywhere. But if you're going to go to Australia anytime soon, definitely prepare yourself for that. No, I'm horrified. <laughs> yeah, I'm I actually couldn't. really scared of Australia because I'm, I it feels like every single time I go on Facebook, those weird Facebook videos, you know, the ones that you get, you can scroll for hours, come up and it's like top five deadliest Australian animals. Like I just, I, I don't, I can't vibe like that. I'm too anxious to always think that someone's going to try to kill, something's going to try to kill it's me. It's going to poison you. I do love hand. Australia though. I, I love some, some Australian hunks. So I guess I could excuse it, but. I could deal with it. How, um, how was that traveling out there? Like for Australia, for modeling, what were you out there for? So basically the way that it works in the industry is um, an agency will usually take you on stay somewhere. So they contacted my mother agent in Elite Toronto. So they handle all of my bookings. Um, so they contacted Elite Toronto and just said, we want Lexi for on stay for a few months, you know, so they advanced my accommodation um, and they advanced all of them, like the, like my portfolio book and my cards and everything. I have to pay for the flight out of pocket, which sometimes some agencies will cover that for you. Um, but as it was my first time, I think they were a bit, you know, apprehensive mm-hmm. to put everything into me. 
which is totally understandable as well because I'm a shorter model. I'm five seven and a half, so I'm one of the shortest in a lot of my agencies, and it's it's kind of difficult. The agent, anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. But no, anyways, I, no, I'm I love hearing about Please it. Yeah. keep going. <laughs> so yeah, so I go to Australia and. They actually put me with another model from my agency in Toronto just to make me feel a little bit more comfortable, I think, for the two of us. Mm-hmm. It was our first time traveling. So the experience was I flew from Halifax to Montreal, Montreal to Vancouver, and then Vancouver to Australia. The flight, I believe, was like 17 and a half hours from Vancouver to Australia. So That's super crazy. intense. Uh, I land in Australia and a couple of people from my, they have like the little sign, you know, it's says Alexis on it. I'm like, Ooh, I have the sign at the airport. This is super cool. Um, you know, like fangirling over it yeah. a little bit. My agency's there and they're like, we have a car for you. And like, it seems super like crazy, like a movie or something. Like I get into this like really nice, like car they have, like I open the door, they have some super expensive water and they're like, we're going to drive you to your hotel, blah, blah, blah. And they're like walking me through what's going to happen. And at the time, I felt so special. I felt like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is great. Come the end of my trip in Australia, I look at my statement that I get, which is like your model report. And they put this car on my statement and the champagne and the water. And I had to pay for it. And it was like $400. And I'm like, what the Oh, like, my God. But the things in the age industry, like they really will... I'm not trying to get myself in trouble here, but they really do have these kind of small loopholes to like try to like mm-hmm. suck a little bit more out of you. So, you know, I love my agency there. Like my agent in Australia, absolutely lovely. Um, but it was definitely something I would have preferred seeing or knowing before I got this mm-hmm. fancy car. Cause I would have happily gotten myself an Uber. Um, so that was pretty intense. The weather was great. Um, and there's definitely a lot of creepy crawlies. My roommate in Australia was, um, really scared of spiders. So one day she calls me up to her room. We had this like kind of townhouse and she lived on the top. And so she had like a spider that was like this big in her room, you know, like just, it wasn't huge, but some of the poisonous ones aren't big. That's the problem with Australia. You don't really know <laughs> scary what, um, what's going to come out and you know, you don't know what's poisonous and what's not. So she, I went up to her room, I get the spider. I didn't kill it. I like put it in the dustpan and put it out the window, like feeling really proud of myself. And she kind of has this lofted ceiling, um, as you're leaving the room. So I turn I'm like, Oh, you know, like the spider's gone. You can come upstairs now, man. And I turned around to kind of go back downstairs and like right in like the ceiling, like, which is like this close to my face at this point is a huntsman spider, like a big, like oh my God, I would literally the size of your like, hand. And I kind of was like, actually, man, don't come upstairs yet. And I just didn't know how to deal with it. So I, I, I really didn't want to kill it. Like I'm not this kind of person, but when it's a huntsman spider looking you in the eye, like you kind of <laughs> do. So I, I had to spray it and, I sprayed it with this bug stuff and it jumped out and I'm like trying to kill it. And I had to oh like cut off its legs. It was anyway. So <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise Australia was good. Yeah. <laughs> so how's Paris though? Like, so, or after Australia, where did you go? So after Australia, um, which Australia was lovely. I met like a lot of really cool people and stuff like that, but um, it wasn't my market. I don't think it was very kind of like, tall like big boobs which I don't have and like beachy and like this kind of like swimsuit look Mm -hmm. that I didn't really that I I think that I can do it sometimes but not all the time and I think it was a lot so I worked enough to have money when I was leaving Australia but it was also in Australian dollars so by the time that you make all these jobs up and you pay off of the things you owe your agency I was leaving with like a you know some money but not anything Mm -hmm. crazy so I went home um briefly I was in a relationship at the time um, with this horrible guy, let me add, absolutely horrible. Um, and he really didn't support my modeling career at all. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but I went back home for a bit kind of to see him and then I left again. So I, right after Australia, after a couple of months, I went to Paris. So this was during fashion week. And so everyone in Paris was kind of saying, you know, um, especially my agencies were saying, you're so short, you're probably not going to do any shows. You're def- like, it's fashion week. We're going to send you to all these things, but you know, it's, it's really unlikely you're going to walk anything because of your height. So I was kind of already in this box of whatever, I'm just here to try it out. So I did some castings, um, which castings are super intense for Paris Fashion Week. So yeah, walk us through that. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So basically castings are like crazy. Usually like this outfit I'm wearing now, maybe I could wear it to a casting, but the pants I have on are flowy. They're very, there's this weird kind of line of, they want you to dress so basic that you look like a blank canvas 
but they also want you to show your personality and dress like super fancy and like kind of like show off a little bit and be chic. So it's really difficult for me coming from Halifax, the first few fashion weeks walking around, I was really unsure of how I'm going to dress. East Coast lifestyle sweater and garage (laughs) leggings and just kind of hope someone picks you up. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like very um, like Canadian Nova Scotia outfit. So uh, I'm walking around and in Paris in the city in the summer, not now from COVID, but it used to be to a point where walking around in the street, I was like, that's a model, that's a model, that's a model. Like you can see everyone and mm-hmm. it's like so much anxiety. And you get to this casting and my agency sends me a list of castings we're going to do. And really it's like 14 different places in the city that I've never been to. I have no idea in Paris. So I'm like, okay, 14 different addresses. This one is starting at 9 a.m. and it goes till 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. And then there's another one that's like from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. And then there's one from 11 to 1. And then there's so they're all kind of within the same time frame and you can go within this few hours. Some of them are right on the dot, like three 30. Exactly. You have to be at this one place. So it's kind of intense and you really have to have like um, a strong will to survive. That sounds so dramatic, <laughs> but with modeling, it's really like you have to be able to be in a completely different city and like rely on your phone and your like kind of your own intuition, I guess, when you're getting around places, because even when they're sending you an address and it says like the code, the like addresses in Paris it's not like in Halifax you're not going to drive up to a house and it's one house on a hill it's like a big apartment building with different codes and different like doors and floors and so it's a lot uh, to manage and once you get to a casting it well it was like this before it's like sometimes like 100 models or more like 200 models and it's like 200 of the most beautiful people you have ever seen in your entire life and they're like in the nicest outfits you've ever seen and i'm just standing there like i've just jumped out of the smallest pond and i am like in the fucking ocean right now you know like this is terrifying yeah, like there is anyway, so you go up and you basically have the comp cards like i was talking about before you have your comp card sometimes a book not usually for fashion week but why not um and you go in and it depends. Sometimes it's, you know, five people sitting at a table, sometimes a designer, the casting director, a stylist, you know, like just a team of people from the, the, the brand. And they'll say, hi, what's your name? Lexi, I'm from Canada. How tall are you? I'm 5'7", or I'm 171.5. They use um, that system here. And then they give you the comp card or you give them your comp card and you walk and you do your model walk. You come back and they either say like, thank you. And like, just barely look at you or they'll say, oh, thank you. Can I get a picture? So you really never know what, what someone's looking for. What, if you, Mm -hmm. they really like you or not. I've had multiple different brands be like, oh my God, I love you. You're perfect for the show. You're perfect for the campaign. We're going to book you. And then you never hear from them again. So it's very nerve wracking and you don't get confirmation for a show until usually like the the day before a show or something like that, or even the night before, like at like midnight. You'll be walking at 8 a.m. So you're constantly checking your email. Like, did I get something? Did I get something? And you're usually living in a model apartment as well with a bunch of other models. And then they're getting the, the confirmation on their phone. Like, oh, my God, I did this show. Oh, my God, I got this show. And you're kind of sitting there waiting. Like, yeah. did I get something? Did I book something? Um, so luckily, I think the first show that I did was a brand called Yeedies. If I'm pronouncing this properly, I think I'm going to get bashed for this. Some people say it's 80s. <laughs> I say it's 80s. My roommate's okay, looking okay. at me right now. How do you pronounce it? I think 80s. She thinks 80s. I, I don't know. I don't, anyway, <laughs> I'll send you the link to this brand. Okay, okay. Check it out. It's super, super cool. So I walked for them, and I really didn't understand, like, the magnitude of this show, I think. I think that I assumed because of my height. I had no idea about brands when I first got to Paris other than, like, Gap and, like, <laughs> Gucci, you know? like, like, the very known brand. So I'm like, okay, so I'm sitting backstage and they have a performer doing the the music for the show, actually. And um, I'm sitting there kind of thinking to myself, this is interesting music. Like, okay, super interesting. You know, I've like no, I've never heard this kind of music before. Super random. So I'm like, okay. So then the performer comes backstage and we're sitting there and he's got his makeup all done like a mime, you know. And he looks super kind of like awkward and he's like out of place. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to talk to this guy. Like, he seems, like, super uncomfortable. So I went up to him, like, after I had my hair and makeup done. And I'm like, hey, how are you? Like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I play music. And it, it ended up being um, this European rapper, um, Young Lean. Like, I don't know if you know, like, the guy nah. that sings a song, TikTok, like, the Jin Sing strap song or whatever. 
Okay. Um, I don't know the one. Anyway, grip. But... It's, it's I'm gonna get bashed for that. For sure. but anyway, <laughs> like this this rapper from Europe. So I have no idea who he was, and it was it was just interesting to like have a conversation like this mm-hmm. with someone who's super humble, like really like talking about everything. And it, I think it maybe is because I was like, "Who are you? Why are you in Paris?" So I put my foot in my mouth with the guy already, like I always do. But it was super incredible. Um, so I did this show, and then I ended up walking for Dior, which is like like the craziest experience I think for me in fashion week um and then did a few shows afterwards and yeah so I I proved to myself that I could walk and it was like super cool experience and uh yeah the Dior show was definitely something else I was gonna um, say tell us about the Dior show let's let's hear it so how did how many shows had you had done before you got I guess in contact with Dior did they reach out to you so this was kind of a fluke, I think, to be honest with you, because Dior, in my opinion, well, with every casting, you can always randomly just book a really good show or you have mm-hmm. to have a good relationship with the designer or the casting director. Um, and I went, I did a couple of showrooms, but there's basically like A class shows, B class, C class, I would say. And I did a couple of things that were B class, like showrooms, like small, amazing brands, smaller brands. Um, but just like very Parisian kind of like boutique brands and yeah. stuff. Um, and so I did a couple of shows and I did a campaign for Isabel Morant. And I think that that kind of got my exposure up to mm-hmm. another level. Um, so I did this casting for Dior and I was so scared. Like I was shit scared. I went in and again, it's like the most beautiful models times 10, but it's beautiful models that I recognize like supermodels, you know, and I'm like standing <sighs> in there crazy. like I, that girl, like I, you know, so I'm like sitting there like, okay, you know, I walk in super awkwardly and I, like, put everything into my outfit and they're like, okay, you're going to strip and put on this bra and underwear, basically, and, like, come walk for us. So I'm, like, even more scared now mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even hide behind my clothes. And it's like, my body's not mine anymore, basically, at that point. Yeah. Like, it's kind of just, like, in any job, really. But anyway, so I do my walk. And they were warm but very cold at the same time, if this makes sense. Like, they were very, like, interested but, like, still, like, sh- showing a very cold face. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. seem, like they liked me very much at first I did my walk and then as I was on my way out I kind of started having a bit of banter with one of the casting directors and he happened to mention he was from Montreal and I'm like oh my god no way like I'm from Nova Scotia and I started kind of having this nice banter back and forth and I think that small amount of conversation and showing my personality was what ended up landing me the job because I ended up getting confirmed for the show so I was like oh my god I can't believe I could not I remember the first thing I was on the subway when I got the call. It was like 1145 at night. I was on my way back from hanging out with some friends. And I was just like, so like checking my phone, checking my phone. And I get this call from my agent as I'm on like the subway. And I'm like, hello. They're like, Lexi, you got it. Like you confirmed the Dior show. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And I was so happy. I like ran out of the subway and there's like a pizza shop right in front of me. And I was like, I'm getting pizza tonight. And I just like (laughs) went and got a whole pizza myself. And like, yeah, I don't know. It was just super nice. So the day of the show, um, it was at this like big, like racetrack. I can't remember what it's called. It's it's famous in Paris, but it's kind of on the outside of the city. So it's this huge like stadium, like this horse race place. And then there's like a indoor. I, I'm probably botching this as well, but anyway, you guys just. And the show space was incredible. They basically had like taken out the floor and put dirt, and then put these trees in rows. If you go through the photo wow. on my Instagram. Yeah, that they have the rows of the trees. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and so the designer did this um, because every tree was going to get replanted somewhere else in nature. So it was a very kind of like you know mm, green show. Cool. So we go. I go into hair and makeup, and it's like a shit show. And every like bat. No offense, like it was amazing. <laughs> like Dior is super organized, like of course. <laughs> but every fashion show has a little bit of a level of chaos. You know, chaotic. Yes, yeah. Exactly. So I go in and everyone's everywhere. You know, this is like the classic behind the scenes of the show. You get in, someone grabs you like, what's your name? And you're like, Lexi. And they're like, you need to come with me right now. And you're like, okay. So they like rush you over to hair and makeup. And then you're standing in hair and makeup for like three hours and there's no rush. And you're like, oh, okay. So you're sitting there a bit, you know, sometimes you're a lot of models or sometimes you like make friends and talk at it. But at this show specifically, nobody was really trying to make friends with me. You know, nobody really wanted to sit down and speak English with the Canadian girl. There's a lot of other people there that aren't French, but you know, it was, it was, and I was awkward too. So I probably was giving off an awkward energy um, to be fair. But anyway, so I'm like staying, you know, I've smoked multiple cigarettes at this point because one in Paris, why not? And <laughs> right. back into the show and they do your hair and makeup and, 
they ended up putting in extensions. So they like wove in these like crazy extensions and braided them on the sides. And they have like six people doing your hair at once, pulling you every which way, kind of like hurting you, but like not, not really apologizing, kind of like, oop. And then like doing it again, like, oop. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Like, oh my God, my so aggressive. Talking, but it's fine. It's, I'm being a diva to even mention that, to be honest. Um, and anyway, you get your hair and your makeup done. And then there's usually some press behind the scenes. And they'll have, you know, certain brands that are sponsoring. Obviously, with Dior, they have their own makeup line. So they're doing like small little videos. And then you go and you get dressed. If you have a, another look, that's when it gets stressful because you come off, you do your ru- walk in the runway. And as soon as you come off, they attack you and just strip mm-hmm. you basically and, like throw you in another look and what's your of course everything is not everything but a lot of things are quite intricate and you know there's a lot of like fine tailoring and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it's really difficult to like quickly change um i only had one look so i'm sta- actually this is we're standing on the lineup and you kind of stand there and you go through the press it's kind of like the red carpets of behind the seat like behind the scenes yeah. you know you like the line where you're in your lineup for your walk and there's photographers there and they just take photos of you. And it's like super like you feel so special. And I was like in heaven, you know, like having the best time. Like, this is so cool. And I'm like smiling, like looking around. And the girl behind me was not having any of it. Like she was basically just like, you never been in a show before, bro. And I was like, not like this. Like, I was so excited. Um, which I hate, by the way. Like, don't be, don't be mean to me because I'm excited. But Right? No, but, that's yeah. the worst. And I feel like, too, it's such a competitive thing that, like... Yeah, competitive market, yeah. for sure. It's just, like, stressful, exactly. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, how can you be mad I'm excited? So we're standing there, <laughs> smiling, my mouth is open, you know, I'm just super happy to be there. And this girl starts walking up behind somebody, like, a bunch of photographers are surrounding this woman, and I'm like, who's this girl? Like, she must be somebody. She looks super familiar, but I can't place it because when you like when you see a celebrity in person, I feel that it's kind of like they look familiar, but different because mm-hmm. in every show and every movie, of course, they're going to look like the best that they're going to look in mm-hmm. a way. So when you see them in person, it's kind of like it's so different. It's so weird. I mean, I'm sure you understand this, but you also kind of anyway. like remember they're human almost like I yeah. feel like I always see people on like magazine covers and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like it's not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like staring at this girl. Like, who is this? I know who she is. She looks so familiar. I'm like really staring at her like, you know, and the person behind me is watching me stare at her, everything like this. And um, she gets closer and I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Like, that's who that is. Like, oh, my God, so different in person. Like, I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like staring at her like, like, really, I'm like. Jennifer Lawrence man and I'm staring at her like this and she's coming up to me at this point like walking by and she sees that I'm physically staring at her with my mouth like open like jaw on the floor like oh my god this is Jennifer Lawrence you know sorry (laughs) (laughs) um and uh I like I'm making eye contact with her and she kind of looks at me and gets closer and like kind of whispers to me like this and she's like you know like pick your mouth up off the floor and put your eyes back into your head I'm not that special and I was like and then she looks at me like this. She's like, you look beautiful, by the way. And then walked away. And I was so, like, <laughs> backhanded, like, flabbergasted. Like, I was starstruck, but also, like, was that rude? Was she trying to be funny there? Like, did I like that? Like, it was just super weird. Yeah, um, that's kind of crazy. I feel like she's just kind of a weirdo in general like was with her. I like it was, like, a joke that didn't hit. Yeah, <laughs> it was a joke that didn't land because you were not in a position to be taking in any jokes <laughs> at that time. Oh, exactly. Like, I was just like, what? okay um and then afterward actually anna anna winter which also like i'm so starstruck to see her yeah seriously um, afterward and she was like touching my clothes and was smiling at me and i'm like that's how you handle yourself like there we go but that's insane anyway so how do you keep your fucking cool together when anna winter is like touching your your clothes clothes? like it's kind of like a shock thing like (laughs) it's kind of like a fight or flight breathe right i'm like what if i breathe wrong yeah like comes out of my nose or something so i was kind of just like did she have the glasses on (laughs) no but she looks fabulous as full face a full face exposure what i would do what i would do (laughs) no that's insane oh so beautiful that yeah it's crazy so and we get to the you're basically there's a monitor here so when you're standing in line you they they come and there's someone that has their hand on their back like this. So that you're waiting for your time to go. And there's a monitor here so you can see what the last model is doing. 
on the screen. And then they just like, it's like three, two, and the music's kind of intense. And it's like, you're like, your adrenaline's mm-hmm. going, you're like, oh my God, it's going to, I have to walk in front of, and the front row of the shows are actually all kind of like celebrities and influencers tap your back. They're like, go. And you're like, okay, like, oh my God, I'm going to go. So then you start going and it's like the scariest fucking feeling ever, but it's the best feeling ever. Like mm-hmm. it's the coolest, most like adrenaline, like pumping feeling. You walk out and you're like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. And then you're like oh my god everyone's Everyone looking, looking at me, at me. Like, <laughs> so you walk out and it's like crazy and then you, you know you're making contact with like oh my god it's victoria beckham you know and you're like walking holy like holy fuck. shit this is this person and you're like oh my god like don't mess up and this this um runway is it's kind of hard to explain but it's a square like this basically and so the front you come down like this and there's rows of trees this way so you come down and then you have to turn this way and then turn here and then halfway go this way and come up and then go back this way and not the row you came, but the row beside. And there's no markers because it's just trees. So like you just have yeah. to know from rehearsal that that's the way you go. Right. At the end on the way back, the, the girl that was coming behind or in front of me went the wrong way. <gasps> so like you're supposed to go right or left at the end. So if the person in front of you goes right, you go left. Like that, that was the, the plan basically. So the person in front of her had gone right so then she and then she had gone right. So I was supposed to go right. And that was the rehearsal. So I'm like, do, what do I and I have to think quickly, like, should I switch it up and go left go now left. that she's gone right? Or should I still go right so that the rest of the lineup isn't like messed up because of me? So, you know, you kind of have to think quickly. And really, I think I had so much stress and like adrenaline at the mm-hmm. time. I can't actually recall what I ended up doing. I think I might have. <laughs> I think I went left. I think I just said, no, I'm going to do this way and go this way. I but think I would do left, after, too. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Because yeah. so then it, it'll crazy. it'll fall back into order yeah, after that like next person out, goes. Hopefully. That odd know. decision. On the moment, like, decision right before you walk out makes me want to puke. This A is game not time the same, decision. It's not the same thing, but it's reminding me of before I would go on the mat to cheer. <laughs> and it's like, the music is playing, and you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to throw up. And then you get out there, and you're like, everyone's looking at me. It's kind of a bit of a, a, a rush, you know, but when you're doing all these insane shows, like you said, like they're like pulling you this way, that way. And it's the probably one of the most physically demanding yeah, jobs out 100%. there because like you said, it's like you're working insane hours on your body. You're getting like hair, makeup, lights, you're like everything. How do you take care of yourself I've always wondered that because I'm and I know probably a lot of other people are I am fully and utterly obsessed with the Vogue like skincare get ready with me and all that and I love watching them see like how they take care of themselves because you know acting and modeling and everything is so physically demanding how do you like take care of yourself when you have like probably one of the hardest jobs on yourself (laughs) mentally Um, and physically good question I'm still looking for the answer (laughs) yeah I'm sure so far it's kind of um it's all about balance of course um and not too much of anything um so I feel that like I mentioned when I first started and I was younger it did take a huge toll on my mental health so mm-hmm. um just like going this is gonna go into it but like I mentioned I was dating a really bad guy when I went to Paris so mm-hmm. we were together actually after the Dior show and I remember I was finally like feeling like, oh my God, like I'm a model. Like I mm-hmm. finally, I'm doing it. You know, I, I believe it because what my the beginning of my career, I was kind of like, what do these people see in me? Why am I here? Like, I'm not a model. This is not fit me. Like, I'm not this girl. I'm not this feminine, like girl that can pose and all of this. So I finally, after doing that show, felt like I'd had, I don't know, like it just, I, I felt satisfied with myself. Mm-hmm. I felt like proud. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is the right job for me. And I walked out and some random, there's a bunch of paparazzi there taking photos of you when you leave the shows. And it was like a cool moment. I'm like super high again off the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And somebody offered me a cigarette and I was like, of course I'm going to take this cigarette. It's mm-hmm. Paris. I just did a show. Like, give me that. So of I took course. the cigarette. And I was like making a story on Instagram on my friends only or something about how I just walked the Dior show. and like, I'm so pumped. Like, this is amazing. The best feeling I've ever felt. And in the video, you can see them smoking a cigarette. So my, my boyfriend at the time calls me and he's like, I'm like, oh my God, did you see it? Like, did you watch it? It was live. Did you see, like, did you see it? I'm like super excited. And he's like, the only thing that I saw was you smoking a cigarette after the show and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. Leave and it to men like, to like, suck the fucking vibe out to of ruin literally everything. everything. <laughs> like, I was like, 
serious right now? And he's like, if I ever see that again, I'm going to unfollow you on Instagram. It's disgusting. Not I the unfollow. <laughs> Not the unfollow. I was like, you know what? Let's just break up. I'll do you one better. <laughs> Never talk to me again. That's it. We're done. You know, like, I, this is my moment. Ducked out the happiness. Like, you know, like I'm done. So, um, but anyway, looping this back in, um, I feel a lot of the time at the beginning, again, it was just like so much of everyone else's opinion mattering more than my own. Yeah. And there's a lot of jobs, for example, you can't see my hair down right now, but my hair is like kind of like a fringe. It's curly. So it's like difficult to style sometimes. Um, and some makeup artists and hair or hairstylists don't know how to style curly hair, mm-hmm. which is totally fine and understandable. If you grow up with pin straight hair, not going to know how to deal with curly hair sometimes, you know, and um, there's multiple times where I've been on a shoot where they haven't diffused my bangs properly or let them dry. So they end up being too long because they're curly. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get on set and the client is super unhappy. Like the per- the person that with the brand will be like, no, her hair looks bad. Her hair looks bad. And the hairstylist will start stressing out. Like how, what can I do to fix your bangs? And I'm like, if you had just asked me at the beginning, so then I end up having to get a cut. And this has happened multiple times on set where they're like, we're I was going to ask it. this. So I'm like, okay, so they'll trim it, but my hair is curly. So it's already curly. It's like down to here, which is the perfect medium. But if it's not styled properly, it's like here. So then they cut it and it bounces up to like here. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Lord Farquaad mixed with (laughs) coconut head from the classified school survival guide. And it's not a cute look. So this has like really destroyed my self-confidence a lot of times because even if I'm assertive on set and I say, please do this or please, you know, make sure like people really don't listen. And it's kind of made me feel insignificant in a way. So I think that with the skincare and the hair, like that's a completely different thing with taking care of yourself. Like that's like... You know, it's very important for me to wash my face like every every morning and every night. Um, of course, I slack. I'm human. So yeah. sometimes I will forget. Like the other day, I forgot to wash my face and you can't see, but I started getting a pimple. So it's, you know, it's um, it's it's being human with the skincare routine and like being a little bit more extensive, of course, with the makeup. If I have a really heavy makeup look mm-hmm. at work, I'm definitely going to make sure to run home and wash my face and maybe do a face mask like a couple of times a week to try to like make sure that everything stays like quite hydrated. Um, and I've been using this product. It's called origins of beauty. It's like this little blue bottle and it's a spot corrector. And if you put it on the night that you're feeling a pimple, it dries it out perfectly. So I really recommend it for anyone that has problems with like little blemishes because it's been like a saving grace for me. And also the Laneige sleeping mask. It's like a little blue tub at nighttime. That for moisture is insane. So that those are two things that I've been using recently that I would swear by at this point. Um, Super good for your skin. Um, Anyways, and then with hair, doing hair masks is super important and getting it cut regularly, of course. But with the mental health, like that is definitely the most intense thing for everyone that I've spoken with in modeling industry. Actually, it's like it's it's very challenging with worrying about your skin, worrying about your weight, worrying Mm -hmm. about what other other people think of you, like worrying about aging. Like I'm at a point now where I'm 24 and I feel that I'm it's not. I can probably keep modeling for a while, but I'm at this point where I'm like, you know what? I can't do this forever. I'm getting older. Some models that I meet on set are like 15 years old and I'm like 10 year age gap at this point and they can just deliver something that I can't. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's a lot of head games and I find that I'm a very introverted person actually. So I get my energy and my, um, you know, myself back when I spend a lot of time alone. So the way that I, can manage myself as having somewhere that I feel at home and I feel very comfortable and safe and I can be myself and express myself and my roommate and I have like a super cute situation in Paris our place is like really decorated you can't really see now because like the lights are all turned off but we have these cute little cloud okay. lights and, like, cute. it's super cozy and homey and that's really the most important thing for me is to be able to come home and just spend a couple of days by myself and mm-hmm. really just like decompress and think about everything that's happened in the past couple of weeks and just be like, okay, I can breathe because a lot of the time on set, I feel like I can't. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot, a lot. I love it, but it is a lot. Yeah. So. No, like you even said, um, you felt like other people kind of owned your body when you're on set or like owned you, which Crazy. is like definitely an insane statement, you know, like that definitely shows how, how you kind of have to feel about it. And you literally like put your whole self into it. Yeah. And then and like people just cutting your hair just for a job. Yeah. Like, things like that. Like that obviously doesn't help. 
also too like you mentioned you need that kind of and I'm so glad you have that space that you can like come home Mm -hmm. and decompress and relax but you also mentioned model houses which I'm really interested in because I always hear I used to like I remember way back in like the start of call her daddy they used to talk about how they knew people in these model houses in New York and like it would be like like 10 girls and they would try to model and they slept in these bunk beds like and that like I just want to know your thoughts on that because I always wondered that as well trying to be a model taking a lot on you mentally and then you go back to this like dormitory with like 10 other models so that is why I really am like like putting up the emphasis on the point of having a safe space when you're modeling because yeah. if you put it into perspective you're traveling alone from your whole your friends and family a lot of models are quite young you know we start young yeah so you're alone in a foreign country and the only safe place you have really is your place that you're staying because you have wi-fi and you can just like just loaf and do whatever you want and look however you want because again looking good all the time girls you know mm-hmm. it's not easy work <laughs> it's a lot of effort so you it's it's good to be able to come home and just you know be yourself and look like shit and have greasy hair and like have a pimple and be okay with it you know yeah. so when you're at these small apartments now not so much that I'm older but I remember the first couple of times I would go I felt so uneasy because I was consi- like constantly comparing myself to the mm-hmm. other models all the time you know I was like getting into these houses with I remember one model apartment I had was a room as big as the room I'm in now and it had like five like fold away beds and like three bunk beds like so many beds and it was a small space with one bathroom okay I think maybe we had six six models at the time so there's like too many anyway yeah so there's six models at the time including myself um and so one bathroom and we all are in the same agency we all have the same castings usually Mm -hmm. around the same time so unless if your casting is at 10 a.m and everyone else is at casting at 10 a.m., you're either getting up at the ass crack of dawn at, like, 4 in the morning to get yourself ready so that you can have a sh- hot shower, yeah. or you're going to be at the end of the train waiting for the last late girl in the bathroom who's taking her time, and you're going to have a cold shower. So it's, like, that's, like, the tip of the iceberg, to be honest. Like, I've been in a situation where, God bless her soul, but I had a roommate, and she was, like, super problematic um, and very confrontational and I'm very like an easygoing person and I'm really like okay this person is a lot so I'm definitely gonna play the easy card because I can Mm -hmm. see that this is not gonna be something that's gonna be easy for me so I will always like hide away in unhappiness rather than like confront a problem well that's how I was I'm different now but at the time and she would she had like multiple mirrors in her room okay and there's one good mirror in the bathroom with light because I don't I didn't have a mirror in my room and she would go shower and get ready in the bathroom, even though we had the same kind of casting. And I would let her go first because I know she takes longer. So I'd let her go first and she would shower, but then she'd start doing her hair and makeup in the bathroom with the door closed and locked. And I would knock and be like, dude, like, can I please come shower? Because I'm going to be late for my casting. And she'd be like, well, it's going to take me way too long to move all of my makeup into the living room and do this. Like, can you just wait? And I'd be like, okay, bro, like, I'm just not going to shower. <laughs> no, literally. Oh my God, that's you know, so, so annoying. <laughs> intense um the food situation yeah what's up there you know like I again another roommate I had um it was a situation where she wasn't really working that much and I was working quite a lot and so I felt kind of sorry for her in a way and I was the one that was kind of paying for the groceries and supplying things and fun things for us and I would get us like coffee every morning you know I was I was trying really hard to like make her feel better because she wasn't working And I could feel it because when I would get a job and be like, oh, look, I'm doing this. She would be like, oh, like they didn't send me that casting. And like she would never be happy for me. Like she's very like, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's problematic in itself. But I can tell she just really wasn't happy with herself. And I was like, I'm not going to add to this girl's stress. You know, I'm going to like just do my own thing and try to get the most groceries I can. And I would be the one buying the groceries. And she'd be like, I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. And she just never paid me back. So because I was working, I could handle that. But at the time, it was just kind of like... Uh, do or die now that I'm looking at it I'm like I would never do this but there's it's a lot so a lot of the time in a model apartment you'll kind of your agency will send you an address they're like this is where you're gonna stay they put it on your statement so you don't have to pay right away but then when you're leaving after you've done all these jobs they show you an, an invoice statement and it shows like you made this much money, but minus this much because yeah. of the model house that you stayed in. Um, and depending where you are, it's ridiculously expensive. Like in Milan, super cheap. 
in New York, my ex-boyfriend was staying in New York and his model apartment was like $3,000 a month for like a shithole yeah. in Bushwick, which couldn't have been any more than like 1400 So like they, they can't, and they own the, you know, it, they can really differ. So like, that's a big thing too, as you know, living on your own or in a model apartment, sometimes for people, they don't know anyone. And it's like the best option to be somewhere from the agency where they can feel safe. But I think once you get older and like you feel a bit more comfortable traveling, it's definitely a better alternative to get your own place or an Airbnb or even a hotel if you can afford it. Because um, I also heard this horror story, which I have no, I cannot remember who told you this. So whoever I'm outing right now, I'm sorry. But anyway, um, there's basically these two, there's like a a big house of models. Might even be my roommate that told me this story. But anyway, there's a house full of models. And there was two very problematic girls that were very aggressive. Um, and very head on with each other. Everyone else kind of got along in the house and a friend, whoever has told me this story, a friend of mine was there as well, kind of watching all of this unfold, like what's going to happen, you know? And these two girls always fought. They were super dirty. Like they're super like careless with everything. They always left their stuff around. So they always fought with each other. And one day this came to a head and they had a huge argument and I'm just going to call them girl one and girl two, just to make it easier. But so girl one, um, went to bed so girl two went into girl one's room let's call it yeah girl yeah. No, I, I need names confusing me okay so let's, let's call them maddie and lauren just for fun okay maddie. let's do it let's fucking go i wonder who's gonna win sounds realistic <laughs> <laughs> so maddie's sleeping yep and lauren went into maddie's room while she was asleep and cut off half of her hair so <sighs> she's a model with really long hair and cut off half of it. So as a model, that's it. You're done. Like, if that's your look, like, you're you're kind of fucked. You're not going to... If you had a job next week with your long hair, you're screwed. Like, that's a big deal. So cut off half of her hair. So pretty savage, you know. That's so then, insane. The next day, or, like, a couple of days later, maybe... I think she might have sat on it for a couple of days. So then when, Ma- or when Lauren was sleeping, Maddie went in, or whatever the opposite is. Fair. I can't remember now. Went in and cut up her passport. Because oh. Oh. they're not from here. So I'm like, I, I now from hearing that story and having my own experiences, I'm like absolutely terrified of model apartments because of these things. And I've been in a lot of model apartments while in London where I actually got like assaulted and it was super serious, um, but I couldn't really do anything about it. So I, I had to kind of leave it where it was. Mm. Um, but it's it's super random, you know, like you never know where you're going to end up. It's super dangerous. Like this, this random guy I lived with, he was older. He wasn't a model himself. He was just staying in this like subletted place. It was like an Airbnb that my agency had found for me, which I'm going to leave out the location just because I don't want to yeah. uh, make me feel uncomfortable. But um, I was staying with this guy. Like I was with like four like older guys, which I thought was super weird when I got there. It was like a really sketchy area where I was. And I was like, this is weird. This is a weird situation. But whatever. And I was the only girl and I'm young, you know, and tiny. And there's like a bunch of older guys. A couple of them didn't even speak English. And I'm like, you know what? We're not going to be friendly roomies, but it's fine. So I always stayed in my room because I just felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had people over sometimes and like I smoked cigarettes at the time as well. So, of course, I'm going outside a lot to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always going in and out, in and out, in and out, which is probably annoying. But my roommates were also waking up at like 4 a.m. making smoothies and stuff. When you live with roommates, you kind of just live to live with each other. Yeah. You, get, you get over it. Um, and this guy really didn't like that I was going out for cigarettes all the time and closing the door, opening the door. He really hated it. He was leaving notes around the apartment everywhere, you know, like, um, put the shower curtain back in the shower after you've had a shower, you know, like just random things. He was sticking everywhere, like just super extra. And, uh, one day I was super sick and a friend of mine came over. I wish he was here to like reenact this story with me, but my friend (laughs) came over and we're sitting on the bed and he like brought me all this like snacks and stuff and some soup. And he's like trying to make me feel better. And, um, this guy like knocks on my door and he's like, you're being so loud. So I'm pissed automatically. Cause I was, in a, I was sick, not in a good mood. I get up at like my feverish state. I get to the door and I'm like, what do you want, man? Like, why are you yelling at me? Like, what's going on? He's like, you're always so loud. The guy that you bring here is always so loud. Like you're so loud, like going on. I'm like, dude, just get some headphones. Like, I'm not even being that loud. Like I know how to be quiet. Like my household when I was growing up was a very quiet household. Like I know how to be mm-hmm. quiet and respectful roommates do not talk to me about this you know mm-hmm. and I was so mad I like slammed the door in his face as he was screaming at me because like I can't handle this right now slammed the door in his face 
and I tried to lock it. And like as I'm trying to lock the door, this guy like kicks the door open, and I was behind the door, so he kicks it open, and it like throws me up against the wall, like really. Oh and then he comes over and like opens the door and like comes at me and like puts his hand around my neck and like throws me up against this wall. And I was kind of like, what's gonna happen now? Like what the hell? And I was laughing because I was in such shock that I was just laughing like what is happening and my friend's a guy that was there and he kind of comes over and like pushes us apart and he's like dude what are you doing like are you kidding me and then the guy laughed and walked away so I was like I need to get out of here so my friend was like you're not staying here for another second like get your shit we're going to my house and I was like okay so and I'm like super sick as well so I'm like kind of like I can't pack and he's like let me pack your stuff for you you know (laughs) what a king yeah he's he's such a bean so never won a award yeah of the police and everything and the police were kind of like yeah we can press charges if you want but like it might cost you and like there's no promise that anything's gonna happen and like all this Mm -hmm. and it just seemed like so much more effort than it was worth so i just dropped it because i just couldn't like i told them the story very bothered by it so i was like you know what i'm gonna leave and um in the end the airbnb owner that owned the airbnb i told them the whole situation ended up charging me for the door being broken (laughs) Are you kidding me? That's funny. That's what? <laughs> Why didn't they charge the other guy? I clearly he was staying there longer than me, so I guess like he had like some sort of like relationship or pull with her yeah, or something. That's crazy. I'm so sorry yeah. that happened yeah, to you. That sounds horrible. And it really goes to show like the absolute lack of structure kind of in the modeling agent industry industry. like everyone's very fight for yourself it seems so competitive so competitive it's like dangerous hustle grind as fuck like i'm sure you guys are just constantly out there grinding trying to get like a point or bookings and everything like i can imagine it's a 24 24 7 job which relatable our job doesn't turn (laughs) off either so yeah so you guys are just as busy, I'm sure. So Well, we're not walking Dior, <laughs> but we're definitely doing a little sum summon over here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Weekend Roundup. If you're listening on Apple, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow and rate. And you can follow us on Instagram at the Weekend Roundup. Talk, Talk soon. soon.